0: No, here's the fucking news. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. Remember, you can support our channel and get access to exclusive content like our conversation with Tucker by going over to Locals and becoming an Awakened Wonder. We do conversations with proper journalists every single week as well as having open forums where we can develop ideas together. Today, we're talking about King Charles' cancer diagnosis and the predictable way in which it's playing out as a soap opera across the world with talk of Harry visiting and the nature of his disease and whether or not this will be beneficial to other men with prostate cancer and will it be used to raise awareness. Obviously, there are sort of subtler narratives when an elderly king ascends to the throne in an institution that's evidently dying. And I often think that King Charles in a way is, like Joe Biden, a visual symbol of what he truly represents, an institution that perhaps has served its purpose and filled its time and indeed was much of the grief around the passing of Elizabeth II. Our knowledge that this connection to Churchill and the Second World War And Britain's colonial past, a time that has expired and is in radical need of review. Significant, too, that King Charles has that most mundane yet tragic of conditions, cancer, which was a condition that, of course, radically rose during the pandemic period, largely because people couldn't attend cancer hospitals. All of you have been affected by cancer. Everybody's been affected by cancer. My mother's had cancer six times. Cancer is something that we're all affected by one way or another. So... Does this revelation of King Charles's cancer give us a bunch of questions beyond the ones posed by the legacy media that are essentially an opportunity for us to re-engage with existing narratives around how power is structured and what's important and the normalization of hierarchies that are antiquated? Or is there a conversation to be had around why cancer radically went up in the last three years? Whether normal people who aren't in the royal family had access to the kind of early interventionism that may yet save the life of King Charles III, and whether or not the pandemic period was handled well, whether the COVID inquiry goes far enough, in so much as does it even ask questions about the impact on people with heart disease and whether or not heart disease rose, cancer, whether cancer rose, and whether or not we prioritised badly during that period and what the reasons were for it. So if indeed a king is a symbol of power and a symbol of a nation, what is being symbolically conveyed to us here?
1: We've received breaking news from Buckingham Palace, which has announced that the king King has been diagnosed with cancer. Let me bring you that statement from Buckingham Palace in full.
0: It's extraordinary because an organisation like the BBC has to constantly modernise, it has to constantly reiterate its value to a population because it's ultimately a tax-funded institution which increasingly, I believe, amplifies state power. When it's talking about the monarchy in reverential terms, what's obviously and immediately revealed is that the BBC and the legacy media are institutions of power. You can't talk about the monarchy in a modern way because the monarchy is an antiquated idea. The idea of an anointed individual or family that we kind of look to collectively in order to understand ourselves as a nation is perhaps something that in 2024 we should look to progress beyond, a bit like global wars.
1: During the King's recent hospital procedure for benign prostate enlargement, a separate issue of concern was noted. Subsequent diagnostic tests have identified a form of cancer. His Majesty has today commenced a schedule of regular treatments, during which time he's been advised by doctors to postpone public facing duties. Throughout this period, His Majesty will continue to undertake state business and official paperwork as usual.
0: Okay, so you are obviously like anyone who is suffering from cancer or disease of any kind is worthy of sympathy and love from all of us that believe in spirituality and unity and peace. But here are some interesting headlines from our country from the last few years that speak about escalating cancer, the impact of the pandemic period on cancers that are preventable and treatable indeed, as was covered in the King's statement, was the fact that he is because of intervention likely to receive treatment that I pray is successful. A cancer catastrophe is engulfing Britain as the NHS collapses around us. That is our state-funded medical care system, which is being increasingly privatized and exploited and was significantly overtaxed and perhaps badly directed during the pandemic period. The NHS risks being overwhelmed by cancer, as cases set to jump by a third, warns leading charity. This is astonishing when there have been 100,000 excess deaths from heart disease in a comparable period. So both cancer and heart disease seem to be wildly escalating. I'm not suggesting that there's some ulterior or nefarious reason for that. Simply that the inability of ordinary people to attend regular appointments, as people that were saying throughout the pandemic period, has led to a rise in cancer. Treatable cancers is getting worse than they need needed to, and deaths from cancer. And given that the monarchy is a symbol of power and what's important and what's significant and how we all identify ourselves and our community and our tribe, the fact that the king's got cancer and is being treated from cancer is an opportunity to look at how we prioritized during the pandemic period. Who benefited during that time? Who suffered during that time? You might find some pretty familiar answers to those questions. Cancer crisis replacing COVID emergency as 300,000 miss urgent checks. Deadly cancer time bomb as thousands more than expected killed by the illness since the pandemic. Lockdown's cancer bomb may soon be worse than COVID itself. These are the kind of questions that many channels, including this one, I can say because there's video evidence of it, were raising at the time of the pandemic. Are we sure that we're prioritising correctly? Are we sure that health policy and sociological policy aren't being directed by forces other than benign forces that have the interests of a whole population from a holistic perspective in mind? Is it possible that we're legislating on behalf of a kind of global Agenda or a pharmaceutical agenda, all legitimate questions that should be covered in a legitimate COVID inquiry. But at least the vaccine portion of the inquiry has been booted off into the summer, and the inquiry itself seems to be very, very hemmed in. His King's Council, His Majesty's Council, unwilling, for example, to look at the origins of that crisis. And I'm not attempting to make this story about the pandemic, I'm simply saying. As is demonstrably true that cancer has gotten a lot worse in this country because of the government's policies during the pandemic period and nobody is dealing with that and some might argue that thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives are more important than one life. Is that an argument you want to make? Britain suffers cancer crisis after pandemic prioritised COVID. True impact of COVID on cancer patients revealed as excess deaths soar. Again, this tells us how important the reporting and the legacy media conveyance of pandemic issues was. We were continually told that the pandemic was the most important thing, that COVID was the real killer, that we had to stay indoors, scrap the appointments, scrap the Premier League for God's sake. Meanwhile, a massive cancer crisis was being incubated and we now know there was significant significant misreporting on the nature of the deaths when it comes to the pandemic, the nature of the efficacy of certain medications, how effective the lockdowns themselves were, and what we're living with now are the economic consequences. How's it affected you economically? How's your small business doing since the pandemic? Let me tell you, big business and globalist business is booming. How small and medium business? And once again, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, all of the conditions that experts and scientists, not online pundits and wackadoodle cultist leaders, type figures opining on the internet. Scientists were saying this throughout. At the very beginning, at the advent of this, people were saying, you need to have a holistic approach here because you do not inoculate during an epidemic period. You have to consider the impact on other health conditions. You have to consider the impact on children's health and education standards. You have to have a wide and varied and most of all democratic open discourse on this subject. Otherwise there are going to be
1: enormous health and economic consequences down the line. And here they are. And that statement concludes by saying that His Majesty has chosen to share his diagnosis to prevent speculation and in the hope that it may assist public understanding for all those around the world who are affected by cancer.
0: And there's a lot more of them now because of the mishandling of recent events and because of the legacy media, the state media's amplification of government and corporate messaging during that period. So, of course, I hope and pray that King Charles gets well the same as I hope and pray that any of you that are suffering from cancer get well, and that any of you whose cancer diagnosis was exacerbated by the policies of your government in the United States or your government here in the UK or wherever you are, because they all curiously had the same policy. And one might say that's rational during a pandemic, but other people might say, look at who benefited during the pandemic period. Look at who suffered during the pandemic period. There's information there, and that information won't be given to you by the legacy media. And the reason for that is because the Legacy media exists in order to help assert centralized control, not to awaken true inquiry, not to awaken opposition, not to awaken rebellion, radicalism, or even simple ideas like democracy, openness, communication, the ability to have an open discourse on important subjects. All those things were flattened down and shut down in the pandemic. Ordinary people suffered and got poorer and frankly, plainly, clearly got cancer. I hope that the king gets well from his cancer and I hope that all of you you suffering from cancer, particularly those of you whose cancers got worse as a result of the government's or your government's policies during the pandemic period get a lot better. That's my prayer for today. But that's just what I think. More important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. No, here's the fucking news.